Vegetarian Zen, episode number 41. Oh, veggies, you're so great. You're so great. Come fill my plate. Oh, veggies. Oh, veggies. Welcome to Vegetarian Zen, a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious to share tips for living a healthy lifestyle. Now sit back, relax, and prepare to get your veg on. Hey there, vegetarians. Welcome back to Vegetarian Zen. My name is Vicki. And this is Larissa. And in today's episode of the Vegetarian Zen Podcast, we'll be sharing a review of Mayam's Vegan Table. And so Mayam Bialik is the author of the book, and you all may know her as Amy Farrah Fowler on CBS's Big Bang Theory. One of our favorite shows. Yes, we never miss an episode. Well, we're still trying to catch up. We we got into it a little bit late. Right. But um, but I think I, TBS shows it enough that I think we've caught all of them several times over now. Yeah. And so if you're old enough to remember, not that we are, but she also played Blossom <laughs> back in the 1980s. I, I used to watch that show, but I was like so young. I mean, I was oh. maybe. <laughs> you were in diapers? Is this what you're trying to say? Yeah, yeah. I think I still you remember wore diapers something in high school? about that. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, what a lot of people don't know about her, though, is that she is actually a trained neuroscientist, and she's an author and mother of two who has raised her children as vegan. That's awesome. That is awesome. So we're going to talk a little bit about her cookbook, which we just got a couple of weeks ago, and we're really excited to give you a review of it. We've gone through it, and uh, we think it's going to be a great resource, so we are happy to share some things that we took away from that book. But first, let's talk a little bit about uh, a couple of updates. Okay, well, the only update we really have today is to talk about a little bit more about the Plan to Eat meal planning app that you signed up us up for last week. And well, last week or two weeks ago? It was two weeks ago. So okay. it's been two weeks now. So we've we... been, this is our second week of using it. Yeah. It... And so you've, you're the one who's been doing more work on it as far as putting the, the meals into the planner. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit more about how that's going? Uh, absolutely. So when I, first of all, this is an amazing app. This is exactly what I had been looking for for us. Because as we mentioned in our last podcast, we are not very good planners. We weren't very good preppers and we were, weren't very good planners, which really helped, uh, aided us in being junk food vegetarians, right? right? Because we'd end up just eating whatever. Right. Because we didn't have anything. We didn't have a plan. We didn't have, and then we didn't have the um, things in our pantry or, or in the refrigerator that we needed if we thought of something good. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So this was just, this is an amazing app. And I signed up for a few days for their free trial. They have a 30 day free trial. And I knew right after a couple of days that this was, this was the answer we had been looking for when it comes to helping us to prep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I signed us up. And I, full disclosure, we are now considered affiliate, that we do have an affiliate link to them, meaning that no extra charge to you. If you sign up for it, they kick us back a few bucks just for promoting it. But Right, if you go through the link if, on our website. Right, if you go through the link on our website. But, uh, you know, you probably noticed from our website, we don't have a whole lot of stuff out there. And the reason we don't do that is because we only want to share things that we feel very comfortable in promoting to those that follow us. We don't want to just throw a bunch of stuff out there that we haven't researched or that we don't use ourselves. So you're talking about for advertising. Right, for advertising or affiliate links. And that's what I was saying. This is an affiliate link. So it means for no, at no extra charge to you that they give us a few bucks for promoting. But like I said, 
we won't promote anything that we don't feel strongly about. And uh, this is one of those things because so the first week took me a little bit of a learning curve to get used to it, but it's so easy. And there was a couple of features that I think are that really compelled me to you know sign up and and to use this. First of all, you can go to any website and they have a little um, import button that you add to your web browser, mm-hmm. and it allows you to import recipes from that site. So I even went to our site right. and I went to one of our recipes and it just imported the whole thing. Isn't that cool? It's like magic. It's like, how do they do that? I don't care. Just give me the recipe. <laughs> yeah. And here's the cool thing. So the recipe you import automatically, the stuff goes into your shopping list. Now you can choose like, let's just say you have stuff already. So you mm-hmm. don't need everything. And you and I did this exercise, right? We just said, do we have this? Do we have, you have vegetable broth? Do we have whatever? And you just X that off, but right. it automatically uploads it. And in the shopping list, it'll tell you how much you need. And then it also tells you, tells you for what recipe it was for. Right. And, you go, and what was that for again? Right. So you can click on it. It has the, all the recipes have a letter. So like A, B, C, D, E. So you can just click on it. It has the letter next to the ingredient. So if, if you need like um, parsley for two recipes during the week, then it'll tell you, okay, so it'll say um, parsley one cup or whatever. And then it'll say in parentheses, it'll say A, C. So that'll be for recipe A and recipe C. And you can click on those. They're clickable links. So you can click on the letters and it'll take you right down to the recipe so you can see it. Right. And the other thing I loved, oh, okay. So before I go to the <laughs> second big thing I loved, there's a subcomponent of that. So remember you emailed me a recipe mm-hmm. and I thought, oh, great. I'm going to have to manually enter in all the measurements and all of that. Nope. They have a bulk upload to where as long as all of the ingredients are on one line, mm-hmm. all you have to do is copy and you just paste it in there and it automatically puts it in recipe format for you. Cool. That was really cool. So that was kind of a subcomponent of what I was talking about. But the the other thing that really big thing that sold me on this was the calendar feature, which allows you like now you have all your recipes lined up on the left hand side of the page. You just drag and drop into the into the day that right. you're looking to plan it. Yeah, it really is amazing. I mean, the, the people who design this are just geniuses when it comes to this stuff. Um, and it's so easy. So instead of every every morning, it used to be we would get out of bed and I would go get in the shower. Vicky would go get to write, go start to write because she writes every morning. And before she would start writing, I would say, okay, well, tell me what you want for breakfast, you know, so I could go down and start breakfast. Well, now I don't have to ask anymore. I just open the, the um, website on my phone and I look at it and I see what's in the planner for that day and so I just go down and start breakfast for what whatever it says yeah and the, that's a good point the other part is the web the I'm um, the mobile mm-hmm. aspect of it mm-hmm. so it's not really an application it's more just you're uh, it there's really simple instructions with how to get get it onto your phone but it looks like an app right it right. even says plan to eat and right. it's got the little like app icon on there but right you but just it actually up, goes to the website yeah it just goes to their website but it comes up very mobile friendly mm-hmm. and that way you can take your shopping list with you and you check off things just as you would any other right um mobile app it's so. phenomenal i mean yeah. i encourage everybody to, to at least do the trial yeah because there is a free 30-day trial so yeah. there's no obligation and you can check it out and see how you like it Okay, well, that was our only update for today. So without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into our main topic, which again is a review of Mayim's vegan table. So let's start a little bit with how she wrote this book. She teamed up with a medical doctor, Dr. Jay Gordon, and he's a prominent pediatrician practicing in Santa Monica, California. Mm-hmm. 
And he's all he's also authored many other books. And he's uh, I think he's a staff member at UCLA. UCLA as well. Medical School. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so um, what's really cool is they start out the book talking a little bit about their journey toward veganism. Both of them are now vegan. And uh, Mayim was actually a vegetarian in college and then slowly started to give up dairy until she became a vegan shortly thereafter. Right, and I think the book said that she gave up dairy because one of her son, at least one of her sons uh, had a sensitivity to dairy when he was small, when he was a baby. And so she she stopped dairy and then slowly kind of gave up, you know, more and more and is now she now considers herself vegan. Yeah. And Dr. J's journey sounded a little bit like ours in the sense that he called himself and this is a quote from the book, a chocolate chip cookie, grilled cheese, sandwich, French fry, vegetarian for several years. Yeah. That's so funny because when I read that, I thought that sounded like us for a couple of months. Luckily, it was only a few months. And. Well, let's see. In fairness, not just a few months. I mean, we kind of have slowly been getting away from that. But I mean, you know, when we started out vegetarian, as you guys know, we've we did it all the wrong way. So and we weren't really eating many vegetables. We were just eating a lot of processed foods that didn't have meat, which was not the right thing to do. Well, and, you know, I've never been a huge fan of French fries, but I still do love my grilled cheese sandwiches. and, And I will have a chocolate chip cookie now and then. So, you know, but it's it's all about the way you approach it and don't overdo it yeah okay so let's talk a little bit about how the book is laid out it is got about 11 chapters and seven of those chapters are really full of recipes and i think uh there are like a hundred recipes or so within the book the recipes are what she calls kid and adult tested from her own kitchen so that's really cool because a lot of folks have kids and even though they're not necessarily raising their children as vegetarians or vegans um you know they you still want to try to incorporate some of this kid-friendly stuff that doesn't have meat right and then so the chapters the four chapters that are not recipes those are the first one is kind of an introduction of her and dr J. And then the second one, it talks about nutritional choices and is it asks the question, is plant-based eating really better for us? And I think that's something that kind of is what we're all about a lot of times and just explaining that. So that kind of fit with what we're doing. Um, and then the third one fits really well with what we've been talking about for the past couple of weeks, which is um, easy meal tips. And that would that just fits perfectly with what we've been doing. It gives just shortcuts, um, things that you should be eating, things to make lunches easier, um, just things like that. So it's things very, on the go. Yes, very geared towards, I guess, maybe getting kids off to school, getting parents out the door to work with minimum fuss. And then uh, the the chapter, the fourth chapter, is how to stock your pantry and what's good to have on hand. And so that's another thing that's really valuable is to know kind of what is good to keep on hand that's kind of a staple to use in multiple recipes or like cooking equipment, things like that. Yeah, and some of the things they also talk about are things we've talked about in the past in past podcast episodes, and that are vegetarian and vegan myths. Mm -hmm. So they dispel some of the myths that are out there. And they also talk a little bit about how veganism impacts the environment, 
positively right. Im- impacts the environment. Right. I don't think a lot of people recognize that. In fact, I was talking with a coworker who was asking me about that. I don't think she had heard the, the episode on our environmental mm-hmm. impacts yet, but she was saying, wouldn't it take more land to grow a lot of plants and vegetables? And I said, actually, no, it doesn't. And it actually uses more resources. And we give some specifics within that podcast, but it takes quite a bit more water and takes a harder toll on our uh, environment Mm -hmm. to, to when we raise animals, animals for food. Yeah. All right. And then there's also a page and you were talking about how she mentioned her son had an aversion or an allergy to cow's milk, right? Mm -hmm. And so they dedicate a good amount of time talking about why cow's milk and dairy is bad for you. Right. There are, these are the, also things that we've mentioned in past shows, but they talk a little bit about how there's links to cancer mm-hmm. and provide a list of alternative calcium sources. We've been putting out some things on Facebook with some comparisons for protein and calcium because a lot of times... The things that are drilled into our heads are that you can only get protein from meat and calcium comes from milk and and that's what ma- that's where we get those and that's so right. not true. Right. And if you're a vegetarian or vegan listening, you'll know that's probably and you'll probably agree with us that is the most often asked question of vegetarians and vegans is how do you get your protein? Yeah. Well, you know, we know we know how we get it, and we know that there are tons of ways besides meat. And then they also do the same thing that they did with dairy. With um, They do that with chicken, pork, and meat. But they don't really spend a whole lot of time on that. They really move on and talk about how to build a vegan plate. And that I really like because what they talk about is how you can get all your minerals, vitamins, nutrients, and fiber that you need from following a plant-based food groups, fruits, vegetables, grains, and legumes. And they break that down into how much you should be getting from each category. Very nice. Yes. Also in the book, there's a short section that asks, how do I get my kid not to want fast food? And we've talked about this also, uh, probably mostly in our uh, review of Supersize Me. Me. Uh And we talk about how the, the industry, the fast food industry is really working against parents who are trying to get their kids to eat healthier because they tempt the children, they market to the kids Mm -hmm. essentially, right? And so they're tempting the kids with this uh, fast food. So that I think is a really fair question because we've ingrained that fast food into our culture you know, so heavily that it's right. it's a really good uh, problem to well, tackle. Well, you can't get away from it. And, you know, I, okay, I heard something on the radio today that just really reinforced that too. Um, our local uh, basketball team is the San Antonio Spurs. And I heard a radio advertisement saying that there was a contest going on to w- uh, win a chance to propose to your girlfriend or boyfriend or you know whichever um at a spurs game live at a spurs game okay and you they will give you the ring to propose and guess who's sponsoring it mcdonald's yes mcdonald's (laughs) (laughs) and i thought about that i thought okay what does mcdonald's have to do with that absolutely nothing you know, but it's they're so powerful that I mean, they're everywhere. And you hear McDonald's, I bet you could not go a single day without hearing a reference or seeing a reference to McDonald's somewhere. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Mm-hmm. Well, so not to leave people in suspense. And of course, I'm not going to give away the whole plot here. But essentially, <laughs> the idea is to make some of the items that you're making 
healthier, but to make them fun mm-hmm. for kids where they're not even really missing that. Very interesting. Today, Larissa and I ran into this guy at uh, Geekdom, which is uh, it's a rented office space that we go to to do some of our work to get out of the house sometimes. And it was a guy in the break room that was said, hey, so I was wearing my vegetarian Zen shirt. And he said, what's vegetarian Zen? And so I started talking a little bit about the podcast. And he told us that he was actually raised vegetarian. Mm-hmm. And I said, really, how, how was that? And he said, you know, it was no big deal. I just never had meat. My, yeah. my mother told me I'm raising you this way. When you get older, you decide what you want for yourself. And mm-hmm. he's still a vegetarian. I think he tried meat just to see it. He said he, <laughs> he said peer a, pressure. Yeah, peer pressure. And he had a bad experience with a fish stick. <laughs> Right. Yeah. So, yeah. And what he what he said was, I because I asked him, I said, um, how was it growing up vegetarian? And he looked at me kind of strangely and he said, well, it was normal. <laughs> it was normal for me. And I was like, well, duh, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. But there is a big challenge, though, because parents are going up against things like McDonald's and mm-hmm. uh, where they're putting toys. and Exactly. You know, yeah. Parents don't give you toys every time you eat your your vegetables yeah and the sugar cereals with the prizes and all that i know i remember i was a kid not too long ago (laughs) um and then chapter three we talked a little bit about this they provide some easy meal tips one of the tips that i particularly like dr j shares to get into the habit of eating a salad as big as your head every day (laughs) remember i told you that the other day you told me that the other day (laughs) she was making my lunch for me and i said she said you want a salad and i said as big as my head that's a big salad (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And then right before they get into talking about the recipes, they also talk about, as Larissa mentioned, stocking your kitchen and your pantry for a plant-based kitchen. So they go through fruits, condiments, spices, packaged snacks like granola and crackers, and then some basics like pots and pans and containers. So really good tips overall with respect to, uh, you know, what, why is it important to eat more plant-based and then also uh, to help set you up for that. Right. Okay, so here's a kind of a layout um, thing that I wanted to mention about the book. And looking through the book, I I was kind of torn at first because unlike a lot of cookbooks, there's not like a big glossy picture on every single recipe page. And at first I thought about it, I was like, but I want to see what it looks like. And then the more, but in the center, in the center of the book, there are about, oh, what about 10 pages, 12 pages of pictures. And so they're like, and it has the recipe name and the page number. And at first I thought about it and I was like, I don't really like that. I want to see it. But then it just makes the, the book look so clean. And then on, on some of the pages where there's a short recipe, they'll have a kitchen tip. So for example, just to give an example, uh, on this page here, this is a recipe for raw nut cheese, but it's a really short recipe, so there's a lot of empty space at the bottom of the page. So uh, they filled in with a kitchen tip. It says, for use in Italian recipes like lasagna or cannoli, omit the fresh herbs and substitute one teaspoon dried basil, one teaspoon dried oregano, and one clove of minced garlic. Yeah, those little kitchen tips were nice. Yeah, they're really nice. And they're they're scattered all throughout here on on the shorter recipes, which makes it really, really nice. Yeah. But these, I mean, these recipes just look amazing. It's got uh, breakfast, breads, snacks. One of the ones that I saw when I was just flipping through here just now that I want to try is the soft pretzels. 
Oh yes, because you that's your one that's one of your Achilles heels. Yes. Whenever we go to the mall and she smells those pretzels, yes. she's like all over it. I know. And you know, if you make them at home, they'd be so much yeah. healthier, I think. Um and you can make them whole wheat and control how much but well, no butter. You could put no butter, just some salt. Uh do all kinds or of Or vegan things. butter. Or vegan. We yeah. have vegan butter. Yeah. Um, but here's one for creamy enchilada casserole. I'm just kind of flipping through here real fast to give you some examples. Uh, creamed corn bread. Oh, yum. Ooh, that sounds good. It does. Um, soft pretzels I mentioned. Oatmeal cookies. There's dilled chickpea burger with spicy yogurt sauce. And I mean, you would you would listen li- listening to these. You would think some of them sound like really fancy, like that one, but they're really not. The recipes are simple. They're straightforward. It's not a bunch of exotic ingredients that. That's what I liked about it. They you were not have to go to a specialty store for. That's very discouraging when you see recipes with those types of weird ingredients, mm-hmm. and you're like, mm, never mind. <laughs> I know. Right. I don't even know what that is, yeah. much less where would I find it. Right. You know. So, um, but I, I think that the, the book is great. Now, I, I, I do too. And one of the things that I wish that the meal uh, plan to eat app would do is the scanner. So it would be awesome if you, could, if you could come up with like a hand scanner or something where you could scan a recipe mm-hmm. in a book because we have tons of books, mm-hmm. including this one now. Uh, and I, have, I would have to manually input it. Right. But of course, then once I do it one time, I don't have to do it ever again. So. Right. That, so. But that would be cool if they had a scanner. You could just kind of yeah. go over the like recipe on the page. App. iPhone app, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. But very good resource, particularly, uh, you know, considering it's a vegan book. Even folks like me who are part-time vegan and relatively new vegetarian can be intimidated by some of the vegan stuff. Because, mm-hmm. you know, I post a lot of things out on Facebook and, and also on our Pinterest boards. And some of it, while it looks yummy, I'm just like, oh, I don't know if I could actually make that myself. This is very mm-hmm. down-to-earth, unintimidating, right? very real, practical recipes. In right. Here. Yeah. So. so I really like it. Highly recommend. Now, if you want to buy a copy, we do have a link to it from our Amazon store. Right. And I'll put that direct link also in the show notes for this episode. So you can do it from our favorite favorite products page or from this uh, show notes, the show notes. So based on its simplicity and its ease of read, I give it a five star. I give it an A plus. All right. Plus, plus, plus. Okay, so I guess that brings us to the recipe of the week then. Yes, and the recipe this week, we're going to be putting out a link to a Women's Health Magazine article that featured one of the recipes that is in Mayim's book. And the recipe is for a cheese melt. So it seems to me like and this is a vegan version of a grilled cheese with some vegetables inserted. Yes. And what's great about this, so the article is actually titled Three Vegan Recipes for Former Cheese Lovers. Mm. And as you know, I am... A current cheese lover. A current cheese lover. <laughs> me too. And I'm trying to give that up right. slowly. But this is, yeah, so this is hopefully one way to try to curb that craving Craving's for tre- cheese is to find good substitute so in the grilled cheese she uses the dia non-dairy cheese or she says dia preferred that's actually good we've used some in the past for like my nachos and stuff you don't care as much for it i don't really care for it but you know that's not to say that i won't in the future tastes change and i may yeah i mean you would you never thought you would be eating 
as much green as you are today. I never today, thought I'd right? be drinking soy milk, that's for sure. That's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> that milk was a big one for right. you. So we'll have a link to that article for you and uh, hope you enjoy it. I think that's a good one for kids, too. They might not even notice that it's non-dairy cheese. Right. And if you do happen to get a paper subscription to the um, Vegetarian Times magazine, this the current issue, the one that just came out, has a an article that has several kind of sneak peek recipes from this book. So you can check that out as well. I'll look for a link online. I don't know if I'll find one because it's the current issue, but I'll look for it. All right. And add that to the show notes. Yeah. Cool. Okay, so that brings us to the quote of the week, and I'm looking at our notes here, our outline, and now you found this one, so I, I want to let you share it, And yes. uh, but it looks to me like it has to do with something that we've talked about. Uh, if you listen to our podcast, episode 37 was about vegetarianism and veganism and the impact that they have on the environment, so it seems like this is kind of the along the same lines. Yes, and this is... From my man, Bill Maurer. And it's taken from Mayim's book. She actually quotes him in the book. And she quotes him as saying, The business of raising animals for food causes about 40% more global warming than all cars, trucks, and planes combined. If you care about the planet, it's actually better to eat a salad in a Hummer than a cheeseburger in a Prius. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that's that's. Classic Bill Maher. Classic. And, wow, that's that's really powerful. I mean, when you think about it. Yeah. You know, more more damage than all cars, trucks, and planes. That's that's bad. Exactly. Wow. So let's move into what we like to call our call to action now. So this is where we will ask you to do something and get involved. So in Mayim's book, she has a tip that talks about having a meal where there are choices. So for example, uh, maybe having a taco bar or a taco salad bar, or like uh, personal pizza. So you put you have like the uh, individual crust and then different uh, cheeses or vegan cheeses, and then different vegetables and bowls cut up and, and let uh, each person make their own pizza. And um, or even smoothies, if you're going to do smoothies would be fun. So you can pick and choose which fruits and vegetables you want. So since we have really different tastes, that's a good that's a good thing for us to do. Because I'm like super picky. And Vicky is super not (laughs) very picky or very picky. Right. So um, try this for yourself. Or if this is something you already do, let us know. But if it's not, try it. See what your kids want to do. If you have kids, ask them, say, okay, well, would you want to do pizzas? Would you want to do tacos? And then set that up and let them choose. And then uh, get back to us and let us know how it turned out. Yeah, and that doesn't mean that, you know, you can't eat out once in a while. I think that's, that's, that is nice to get out and have somebody, you know, do that stuff for you. But the point is, is that, well, first of all, it's very expensive to eat out all the time, right? We know that. We were... We even kind of for two people. Up. Oh, yeah. For, even for two, much less a family of four or five. But the other thing is, is that you have control over the ingredients that are going into your body and the body of your the uh, uh, the bodies of your family. Right. So, um, yeah. So it's a, just a great fun way to set up a bar and let everybody kind of pick and choose the stuff that they want. Mm-hmm. And you could even do one for dessert. 
All right, just a final reminder that Mayim's book is available through Amazon. I think it runs about 17 bucks. And again, we'll have a link to that in our Amazon store. And as always, please stop by the show notes and make sure to check out the resources that we put out there. Larissa does a a good job of get, capturing everything from our podcast and try to tries to capture all of our resources that we share with you. Thank you. So uh, make sure to head out there. And while you're out there, why not leave a comment? You can leave a comment on the show notes or a voicemail now. And we've gotten a few voicemails. So that's we have nice. we have gotten a few. And I just love seeing that in my email. I get an email that we've gotten a voicemail, and then I go and listen to it. And but it's just so exciting to see that. So send us voicemails. We love to hear your voices. We love that. And if you have a few moments, if you wouldn't mind heading out to iTunes, if you find any value in the show, leaving us a rating does a lot of things for us within iTunes. It makes makes us uh, more searchable and helps people find us. Right. Well, that does it for our show today. Okay. Well, then we'll see you next time. On episode 42. Peace out. Bye. Hey, Veg Centers. Thanks so much for joining us today. Please be sure to visit our website at www.vegetarianzen.com. You can also find us on Facebook at Facebook forward slash Vegetarian Zen or on Twitter at Vegetarian Zen. Until next time, wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind.